Hey everybody, how's everybody doing today? Good? Excellent? All right. Yeah. Uh, welcome to the 2016 Oak City Comic Con. Hope you guys are having a great day. We're having a great day. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be our first panel for the day, uh, and this is web, our web comic to print. I uh, hope you guys enjoy it. Uh, we are from Name Redacted Podcast. I'm Alexander Fulmer. I'm Chris Nielsen. And we're going to be your moderators today. And uh, we have two very special guests with us today that are going to be talking to you guys about how to take web comics into print. Uh, we'll let them introduce themselves, and then we'll get the conversation started. So, guys, go ahead. Hi, I'm Dale Metham. Uh, I've worked on print comics and web comics. Uh, biggest web comic is probably Lucifer's Imps. I've also done things like Inspector Gadget, Johnny Test, and some creator-owned projects. Hey, I'm Chris Wharton. Uh, I've been doing web comics since I think 2006. Uh, I started off with uh, ObsoleteComic.com, which was kind of like my first foray into the, the whole comics industry and trying it out. Um, I also uh, tried out an autobiographical webcomic, um, which I've taken into print since. And I've also uh, done a Kickstarter for my comic book called Giant, which is a high fantasy, fun, action-packed kind of comedy story, uh, sort of Disney slash manga-esque. It's pretty fun, yeah. <laughs> We, uh, we are going to talk to you guys a little bit about uh, what goes into doing the web comics and what goes into doing the print comics and how to take your web comics uh, and either turn them into print comics or how to take what you know about doing web comics and build a career into print. Uh, so that's why we have these two wonderful guests with us is because they know how to do both of those things. <laughs> uh, so uh, the first thing that we're probably going to talk about today is going to be uh, how to start on a web comic and how to make sure that your webcomic is something that's accessible and reachable. Uh, Chris, you want to start us out? Sure. Okay. Um, my first foray into to webcomics, I, I was basically in the dark. I had never really done anything online before. I actually went to SCAD for comics, and uh, my whole idea behind going into making a comic book was to find a publisher and you know start off doing somebody else's stuff. And I... As much as I like drawing other people's stuff, and I do, and I'm, I feel like I'm pretty good at it, I, um, I actually really wanted to tell my own stories, but um, I didn't really feel like I had any sort of way to just take off and do that um, until I found webcomics. Webcomics were my in, you know? So uh, what I did was, first I just did a bunch of research, looked online, and I found that the best way to actually, you know, gain traction online was to find a community. You know, that's one of the beauties of the internet. You know, you're, you're going out there, you're putting out your stuff, and you're interacting with people. They don't have to be right next to you, they can be across the world. So um, the best way to do that may not actually be to start your own website, it's to find like a website out there like one of the current ones, like Tapastic. Yeah. You know? um, find one of those places that's already got a community built around it who will, you know, house your web, your web comic, and then it'll allow you to um, gain a following because there's already a community there who's looking to read comics, who's looking to read web comics, and they don't have to go out there and find you, you know? It's, it's basically, it's a delivery system that is easier than doing print. You don't have to go out and search something down and find copies of it. It's much easier, it's much simpler. You have to type in a web address or you have to type in a search and hit enter and you're there. And it's just a little bit simpler and a little bit easier. Uh, Dale, do you want to go into, uh, I, I assume you have some, some stuff to say about like the collaborative side of how it's a little bit easier on web comics? Yeah, I mean, I, I actually went the other way. I came from print into web comics. 
Um, okay. And realistically, I, I mean, I was just hired to do that um, as, as a writer. Um, so a lot of the background stuff was handled for me. Um, it, everything realistically works exactly the same as with a print comic. And if you go about the process in the same way that you would a print comic, you are going to save yourselves a whole lot of headaches. Um, essentially give yourself lead times, make sure that you're not in a deadline crunch. If you're working with somebody, you need to make sure you know that person's style in terms of working, not their art style or writing style, whether they work well under pressure. Give yourself lots of time so that you never leave in kind of like a release day and there's no comic. So everything that you do like that benefits you if you transition to print comic, uh, working with somebody else, anything like that. I mean, beyond that, it's a creative collaboration. Everything that you do is you got to leave your ego at the door. I mean, obviously you're there because you have ideas, they're there because they have ideas, but ultimately it's got to be the best idea. And everybody has to be agreeing that that's the way you're going to work. It's not my idea, it's not their idea, it's our idea. Yeah. Um, so you touched on the similarities between web comics and print comics. Uh, are there any differences that you guys have noticed? Like, I know, for instance, uh, a lot of web comics are free. Um, yeah. Is that something that, like, or like, what are, what are some of the differences that you've noticed? Well, I mean, basically, uh, uh, you either accept that you're doing it for free, you're doing it as a way to get your material out there to an audience as a portfolio piece, something like that. Or you sell advertising in some way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. um, you can do sponsorship deals with people if you can get sponsors. Right. There's things like Project Wonderful. Mm -hmm. um, there are certain criteria that you've got to abide by, but there are ways that you can actually earn money from a webcomic. Yeah. Um, print comic, obviously, you kind of need to sell it because it costs money to make it. Right. Realistically, if you have, I mean, pretty much a home computer, some way to import your art, finished pages into the computer, that's it, you can get your book out there. If it's print, you've got to go with getting it printed, obviously, distribution of some kind, and there are costs involved in that, so you've got to find some way to either recoup those costs or accept that you're going to take a hit. Yeah. You nailed Chris. it on the head. That's, yeah. really, that's really everything right there. That's a one and done. Uh, yeah. He made it very easy for me. Uh, we actually, uh, we have a friend of ours that we actually recently interviewed that did this whole process uh, and got a very good deal out of it. We interviewed uh, Rafer Roberts, who did, if any of you guys are familiar with this, he does uh, webcomics. One of them is called Nightmare Rat and another one, or uh, Nightmare The Rat, and then he has another one that's called uh, Dark Side and Thanos uh, Carpool Buddies of Doom. Um, which is, if, if anyone here has not read it yet, you absolutely should. It's fantastic. And by doing that and getting his stuff out there, he was able to uh, get his name in a place where people wanted his work. Yeah. So he was able to actually get Valiant to put him on the new ANA Adventures of Archer and Armstrong. Which, which leads which to cool. a question. Um, did you guys notice any benefits from doing webcomics uh, as it relates to print comics? Did you see advantages in your print comics from doing um, webcomics? One of the first things that you you know, when you're doing a webcomic is that you're, you're doing it so that you can get attention. You right. know, you're, you're doing it out there so that you can build a following in order so that you can sell books yeah. at a later time. Or at least make it so that you've got a following so that you can sell it as a, a media, I'm sorry, like a, an IP yeah. uh, to, to 
whatever venue you're going to be using that for. Um, so I feel like um, web comics is really accessible in that respect. I mean, you're able to uh, do this straight from your house. You don't have to deal with anything outside of all the stuff that you probably already have with you. And um, it allows you to um, move everything through uh, the internet, connecting through social media, just like you would for any print comic, but without any of the costs of actually making the product first. And you can, act, it's almost like R&D. You know, you're putting the stuff out there and you're like, is it's, or fishing, you know, that's another analogy. Yeah. You're throwing the bait out there and saying, are the fish taking this one? Do they really like it? You know, is it worth my time? Yeah. You know, Absolutely. and you, you test it out. If it's not working for you, try something else. And it's a really good way to, to gauge audience response yeah. before kind ever really having to put it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like a cost benefit analysis kind of thing, yeah, but with exactly. a little bit of a creative side to it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, cool. Uh, there are ways to mitigate the cost of printing as well. I mean, Kickstarter yeah. mm. has really leveled the playing field on yeah. that regard. I should know. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the, um, Very the I would go about doing it would be create a webcomic but create additional content that is only going to be available via the print. Mm -hmm. That way you can bring in your existing readers yeah. with yep. something extra, but to people who've not read it, they're getting something that they've never seen before anyway. Absolutely. So, and, and a lot of time there's not necessarily a crossover between the two audiences. The people who want to buy a print version at a comic con, at a comic book store, are not necessarily the same people who will read the webcomic. Yeah. So you, it's not like you're stealing from one market to fill up another one. You can actually hit both of them. Have you guys experimented at all with um, something like Patreon? That would be like a web subscription service? Yeah, I actually have a Patreon. I just started it this year. Do you guys know what Patreon is? Uh, yeah, Patreon's a service that allows you to uh, subscribe to things like podcasts or web comics, and uh, a lot of times it's a pay what you want model, mm -hmm. and uh, it's it's a way to monetize uh, web properties. Yeah, I'm actually using it for YouTube. So uh, I create um, speed drawings every week, and okay. I put it out there to say, hey, you know, anybody who uh, wants to support the fact that I'm putting out, you know, weekly content, and that's pretty much what it's for. You know, people who are putting out steady content. Um, they can support me through Patreon, and they get sort of the same reward system that they would through something like Kickstarter. Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's it's a good way to make sure that if you're putting a lot of time and a lot of effort into something, that even if there's not a set dollar amount, people that are out there reading your things on on web comics and stuff, or listening to your podcast, or watching your YouTube channel, they want you to keep doing it. And if they want you to keep doing it, they're going to be able to make you keep doing it by giving you money to make sure that you have the ability to pay your bills and eat and buy gas so you can continue putting out content that they like and it's a really good way for the creator to really get in touch with their like with their viewers and, and with their fans in a way that's that's not overly aggressive and with a way that makes them feel like they're donating personally yeah. um, so I guess since the name of the panel is webcomics into print um, uh, have you guys gone through the process of taking a web property and actually translating it to a printed book? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, tell, me, tell me about that experience. Um, I mean, basically the way that I've always handled every webcomic project that I've worked on is that all the art is created high res. So it's printable, which is basically 300 DPI. Um, when you put it on the internet, you can drop it down to as low as 72. Um, and realistically, I think most of the screens now, especially with the handheld devices, are about 150-ish, um, but 72 is still fine. Um, but essentially, if you create everything print-ready, 
you just scale it down yeah. and then you put it online but you have your original files there so it's not like you, you work in low res and trying to bump it up to high res and reworking it that way so that that again that would be the way I would go yeah that's pretty much it um, the other thing is that uh, when you're when you're transitioning over from uh, web to print um, one of the, the wonderful things that you know publishers do is they do a lot of the the, the legwork when it comes to the actual printing stuff, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, and you don't have to deal with it. But you're going to have to deal with that as a uh, as a self publisher. So if you're going the self publishing route, you got to learn all the um, all the different formats that your specific printer is going to need, um, things like that. And the way that you're going to be printing it out um, will also affect how you're uh, making your your book. Right. So for instance. Um, you know, if you're if you're sticking with something that is the traditional comic book format, you can go through one of the online uh, printers like Kablam, you mm. know, and um, they've got already a preset price um, things. You, you can actually see exactly how much things will cost to print um, right there on the first screen. Just typing in, okay, I want a hundred copies of this, and I want a, um, you know, I want it full color, and I want the I want there to be no ad in the thing for the printer, you know, stuff like that. Kablam allows you to do that. Yeah. If you want to, for instance, um, go a different route, you can make custom, you know, shaped comics. And one of the beauties <laughs> of uh, the internet is that you Giant have sort of like, thing. yeah, yeah, you could have the infinite, you know, canvas comic like, uh, yeah. for instance, Wormworld Saga, yeah. you know, stuff like that. But that makes your printing um, a lot trickier. <laughs> yeah. So you need to sort of take that into account if you ever want to take your stuff off the web and put it into print. Yeah, yeah, um, and especially things like having your page numbers not not having a not not having a twenty-two page comic book like yeah. you you have to because that's just the way the paper folds. Yeah. So yeah. when you're starting your your uh, you know your web comic, if you have any any inclination at all to turn this into a print property, you really need to think about how you're going to format it yeah. before you even start the first page. So, so what are some of the things that um, you you would tell people to look out for that may not necessarily that may be web first that may not necessarily know how the print side of things work? Well, uh, basically, if you're going with print, um, there are two color formats: there's CMYK and there's RGB. RGB is fantastic for web comics. That's the way that the screen makes the colors. CMYK is the way that print mixes pigment. Yeah. You want to go CMYK and convert to RGB. If you go the other way, you'll get muddy colors. You might not notice it, but it's there. Um, there's obviously the resolution factor. There are page dimensions, things like that. With print, you need to allow for, essentially, if you've ever seen a printed press, when it's working, the thing shakes like an earthquake. So you need to make sure that you leave an adequate amount of bleed space. Yeah. Um, so you've got areas around the edge where you don't need anything to be. Either you're gonna leave it white, or you're gonna go, the art is gonna go to the edge of the page, but there's no specific letter in there. So you're not gonna get a voice balloon that has a chunk of the dialogue missing. Right, yeah. If you're, if you're going, by the way, if you're going the route of, say, Kablam or something like that, they have templates yes. out yep. there. That's okay. the beauty yeah. of Kablam. That's awesome. And a lot of digital printers have them available on the site. So you know where the safe area is yeah. for, for putting your word balloons. Yeah. And even if you don't use Kablam, use their templates. Yeah. yeah. Yep. That's yeah. a really good, good point. Yeah. Um, so um, if you were trying to go the traditional publishing route, um, I assume having a, a large web presence for your comic would be a good thing. Um, do you guys think that 
once you have that presence, that it would be a better play to pursue a traditional publisher, or, or do you think it's better to be like, you know what, I've got my audience, I'm going to try to try I, to sell my book, or does it depend on the project? I think it depends on um, the the sort of resonance of the project with um, the people that you're showing it to. If you feel like you're getting a, a really good vibe from everyone who's looking at it, like not not so much like, yeah, this is pretty good, more like, oh my God, I have to have this. Yeah. You know, that's a really good uh, sign that your property is ready to be taken to a publisher and have that, you know, see, see if they're willing to um, take on the, the responsibility of actually printing it for you and, yeah. and giving, uh, you know, the, the contract, yeah. you know. Is that something that they respond better to, having an established audience? Yes. Yeah. Yes, they do. Well, you're, you're bringing people who will buy it. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's a business proposition. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it, regardless of whether or not it's like, oh, it's my intellectual property and I love it. Like, at the end of the day, it's when you take it to a publisher, it's it's still like they have to make money off yeah. of it, and you have to prove that they can make money yeah. off of so, it. Some publishers are kind of reluctant to take something that is already uh, available online, though, yeah. and take it to print because they feel like, I don't know, it's some, somehow robbing them of sales. I don't know why. Yeah. Yep. For instance, Scholastic's graphics uh, option, I, I've heard, has uh, some you know qualms with uh, you know having stuff available. So for instance, you take Doug to Naples' book, uh, Newt's. Yep. He just got it recently, um, uh, you know, put into print through their graphics um, label. But um, it was originally a webcomic. He put it online. Um, but as soon as he had that contract, one of the first caveats was take it offline. Hmm. So it stopped being online. Yep. You know, and that was just the way it was. But, you know, he, he got a really good way to gauge exactly how good that book was. Um, and he brought an audience with him. Hmm. You know, people who wanted to continue reading that story, they had to buy the paper book now. And um, I, I took sort of a different route when it came to Giant. I actually um, showed a sample of it online, and I said, okay, here's my Kickstarter. If you want to um, you know, get the book, you'll be able to, uh, to get the book before it's ever online. So I made sure that everybody who got my, my book through Kickstarter you know, was sent their book, and they had it in hand before I ever even showed the first page online. Yeah. And I honestly think that it can, it can work both ways. Mm. I feel like if I had a bigger following, Giant probably would have taken off better um, on Kickstarter, but it also gave my Kickstarter people um, that much better of a sort of a reward because yeah. they're getting to read it's it for everyone else. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's an exclusive access thing. So, I mean, it could work either way. And uh, really, if you want to just work for a, a publisher, just being paid, hired to draw, write a comic book, if you use a webcomic, you can show that you can deliver a consistent serialized story mm -hmm. to, de to deadline and maintain quality. Yeah. So if nothing else, you, you have a great sample that you can show somebody that you've actually walked the walk. Absolutely, because it doesn't have to be the same project that you're working on. No. Mm -hmm. uh, so in terms of uh, you guys being in, in the web comics and whatnot, and we've talked about publishers a little bit, um, how does it feel uh, for you guys, and I know there's different ways of doing it as a, a web comic creator, but how does it feel like essentially being able to cut out a middleman? Oh, it feels amazing. Honestly, I, I really like, I, I'm kind of one of those people who's... Uh, uh, little punk I, rock. No, I don't like, punk I rock. like giving up control. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I like being able to say, you know what, I, I have... Uh, I have control over every little aspect of it, from like you know the placement of things. I don't have to go. Is this okay? Does this work? Yeah. And then the person goes, No, no. Can you can you change it around so it doesn't look like this and make it make it? Adjust? I mean, some people have good feedback to to offer, and that's a great thing. But you know, I, I kind of had that 
that feeling like, oh, I really, really want to control every aspect of it, from like where the logo is to where the <laughs> word balloon placement is, and you know, things like that. Um, Not having to worry about the editorial process. Yeah, but I do have to say that it would be really nice to have uh, somebody taking care of all of the all of the extras. Yeah, you know, like. Um, I hate know, the I back really end. making the comic, but a lot of the the additional stuff, like taking care of my websites, yeah. and the yeah. talking to the printers and things yeah. like that, that stuff can you know it's it's a second up. job. It yeah. is it is a second yeah. job. It's like having two jobs. So you have to take that into consideration when you're um, you know you're doing some sort of a project like this. Uh, one of the things that I really like about web comics um, is things like Comicsology, where they've got the uh, the automated read or whatever, where it guides you through. Or like things like um, Motion Comics. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Do you guys have any experience with with those types of things, or any thoughts on? I've not done any. I'm a little lukewarm on it. Yeah, yeah. I, okay. I've seen I've seen some properties um, it works well with. Yeah. Um, but I, I feel like. It's one of those things where it's it's so in between yeah. animation and comics yeah. that yeah. a lot of people sort of just go, this is not, it's not enough animation or it's not enough comics. And they right. Like, it it kind of reminds me of those really, really bad 60s Hanna-Barbera superhero yeah, yeah, yeah. cartoons. Yeah. Where but, you have like a, somebody's flying and it, it's clearly just the same cell. Just yeah. moved. Yeah. A little speed racer. Yeah. Yeah. They yeah. just throw in the background. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, I, I feel like it's it's one of those things where it, it's not quite to the point where, um, or some people haven't found the right combination of it, things it, to make it really work. It seems like one of those things that you um, you would have to go into it knowing that that's what you're going to do, and it seems like a lot of times it's an afterthought. Yeah, I think yeah. what was um, the one really good one I saw was there was a Captain America one that was phenomenal, yeah. where they had like the background noise, but that was one of the um, one of the Marvel comics where you scan the cover. Have yeah. you seen those? So I, I think that's the difference. Is that was a little bit more focused on that. You know, but yeah. I, th I think with the technologies it is. I mean, you could almost use flash animation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, and I have and seen get those. a really good, better animated thing very simply mm -hmm. right. than doing a motion comic. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I, I've I, seen a couple that are actually pretty effective, and uh, the the big thing that I've seen that's a tie-in between all of them is they're all one and dones. Yeah. Every single one of them is like it's a one snippet story. And it's just kind of like for the entertainment value of like, oh, you get to you get to see it move a little bit. <laughs> like it's 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 a pop up book on the internet is really what it is. And and um, I've seen a like I've seen bands that do them a little bit, which is kind of cool. But it, it definitely it's very specific. It's 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 a very niche kind of thing to go into a, a moving comic. I was going to so. say that I think that the the main difference is that you've got somebody who's possibly collaborating with somebody else. Yeah. You know, you've got more than one person working on a project. So you're you're making the the many hands make light work. Yeah. You know, yeah. Honestly, it's because uh, I mean, making a comic that's a lot of work. It is yes. a lot of work. It's a lot of work, especially if you're going to be making it on a consistent basis. And um, adding the the added aspect of animating something, unless you're really familiar with it, um, you know that's one of those things that yeah. gets a little iffy on how much of a best case um, scenario you have to draw your foregrounds and your backgrounds separate for every panel. Yeah, yeah. which you know. is a, a nightmare a in and of itself. Yeah. Uh, do you guys want to open it up for questions for the floor, or do we have anything else yeah. that you guys like to start on beforehand? Questions. Good. Sure. Questions. questions for the floor. Anybody have any questions? Right up front. Uh, um, I recently learned a new term. But I was I do like a webcomic of my own and I approached like a local creator about 
printing up some comics and uh, letting them hand it out on Free Comic Book Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, they actually agreed to it. I mean, it's awesome. Like, what what are your thoughts? Like, on like, do you think that'll build like a good ink, like good uh, audience, or do you think like because I don't really have anything available except what I'm going to print out uh, because like, I'm only up to like 16 pages right now. All it's going to have is just the 16 pages that's printed and it's going to be handed out there. I'm trying to build more of an audience with it, but. So you're asking basically, uh, what's a good way for you to build an audience with what you've got out right now? Well, I'm asking like, do they like, do you have any experience with anything like that, and do you, or do you think like, do you, in your opinion, your professional opinion, do you think it'll bring in enough an audience to make it worthwhile? Like all the printing, I'm going to be doing all the printing myself, obviously, like printing all the books. And are you going to print it yourself, or are you going to get a printer to print it? I'm going to print it myself. Like, well, I'm, well I have, I'm going to use a professional printer, but I'm going to, but I'm going to, like, it's going to be like a local company. Okay. I mean, it's going to cost, and you're probably not going to make money on it. No. I, I mean, well, it's not going to be, it's free comic book day, so I'm not going yeah, to make money. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can I can give my two cents on this. I've done an ash can, and um, honestly, it's it's one of those things that it's, um, it's like a business card. You know, that's basically what it is. It's a little bit more of an elaborate business card. And it can showcase your art, it can show, showcase your writing style, and that's a wonderful thing. And it's a great thing to have on a table to give away at whatever, whether it's Free Comic Book Day or a convention like this one. I have one mm-hmm. sitting on my, uh, on my um, table right now, which is free, um, and it's easily accessible. It has a website on it, and it's um, one of those things that it plays off exactly like a business card. Yeah. And it will yeah. not do anything more than that. Yeah. Um, I, I think if you're looking to build a following, um, you should go online. B- build a following online because you have access to so many more people. And if you can put it in the right venue, for instance, like Topastic, yep. where there is a built-in community, that that will draw eyes to it. Yeah. I am online already, um, but like, I've been it's been slow building a following. I've got right. to the point where I'm getting like, say. 20, day, 20 people at least every day to mm-hmm. do this yeah. new site. Uh, but you know, another thing I'll say on that, obviously I'm not, these guys are the professionals, but uh, I did a short little um, comic book for my band to promote some stuff at Heroes Con, and we just printed it out ourselves at Kinko's mm-hmm. and uh, handed it out, and everybody kept asking us, when's the Kickstarter? Yeah. And, and yeah. so it's a really good way to get stuff like that and build awareness for stuff like that. Yeah. And, and everybody loves free things. Yeah. We established that earlier. Yeah. Um, Punisher shirt. Is there a way that you can take your, your web comics or your digital comics and monetize them that way? Is there a pathway to get your comics listed so you could get paid that way instead of printing them out? Yeah, sure. Do you guys yeah. have experience with Yeah, them? I mean, basically, you just create a digital version of it, mm-hmm. and then you can put it wherever anybody will sell it. Mm-hmm. So Comixology, Gumroad, Apple. They have open submissions, you know. too. Mm-hmm. I mean, as long as you kind of like set it up following their criteria, you know, yeah. you can get it on Kindle. Kindle does it, yeah. Yeah. And I know Comixology vets them too, so yeah. they have to approve it. Yeah. Is, is that is that like a, a is that industry growing at the point where there's there's a, a an entry way that's that's like possible or lucrative, or is that like a, a moonshot? Well, you just lo- you just launch it. You know, you don't need a publisher behind you to do that. Right. Yeah. And there's not a lot of costs associated with it, so. Yeah. Um, is, yeah. Do you guys know if there's anything that's that is sort of more of like a subscription service for indie comics like that? Number or is it, okay. There, there are a bunch of ones from like uh, 
Hong Kong and stuff like that. They're okay. <laughs> That'd be cool to see something like that. The, That's right. There's um, Webtoons is now the new one. It's called Webtoons. Yeah, yeah. Webtoons subscription services you can subscribe. I think there's yeah. one starting up as well. Um, I, I think Howard Mackey, guy who wrote Ghost Rider, Spider-Man, um, he's got a project launching with it. Um, I can't remember the name of the company, but if you go to his... Facebook page, he's got a link to it there, and that is a specific subscription thing. You pay something like five dollars a month, ten dollars a month, and you get a whole bunch of comics available to you. Um, so that is a specific subscription yeah. service. It, it's very Webtoons, similar. I want to get back yeah. to Webtoons yeah. for just a quick second because I have a friend. I have two friends, Josh Ulrich and Michael Regina. Both yeah. of them started off. Uh, doing what What stuff. is Webtoons? I'm not familiar. Webtoons is a. I believe it's a, a company that started off in Korea and they had a really big following in Korea and they decided to start an. Uh, I guess an American branch. I don't okay. know if it's American or necessarily like or just international. International, international branch, English yeah. branch. Yeah. Um, and they uh, they actually pay people to do stuff for their comics. So oh, for wow. instance, my friend Michael Michael Regina and my friend um, Josh Ulrich, both of them have comics with them. They started yeah. off actually by um, submitting them as a, a comic for a contest that Webtoons was running. And now they're getting paid, I think, like 20 grand a, 20 grand a year that's just for digital rights. That's, that's phenomenal. Yeah. Just, just to push their stuff out online, and then they, they basically give up the rights to put their stuff online and say, okay, unless I'm printing something, you know, really, that's the only way that they uh, they can make additional money through it, yeah. um, or they can sell the property, for instance, if they wanted right. to. But um, I think that's a pretty cool deal if you can get in on. Does that, that allow them to work on a different property still? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Cool. Okay. But I mean, like, if you're, I think that they have a certain requirement for the amount of content that you're supposed to be making on a monthly basis. Right. Mm. So um, they're paying you for that content. Yeah. yeah. So if you're able to make more than that, then of course you can make more yeah. than that. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Uh, yeah. On, on the reverse side of things, actually, we touched on it just a little bit, uh, but you also have a lot of stuff that's going print to web now. Um, and one of the biggest things that I'm sure a lot of you probably know about is uh, the Marvel uh, the Marvel yearly subscription? Um, it's like sixty or eighty bucks every year, and you pay them that, and they give you literally every Marvel comic book that has been printed online for free. Like, well, not for free, but for your subscription rate, up to six months before the date that it is now. So, like six months uh, before right now, every Marvel comic every is digitized. Every Marvel comic that they've digitized, which is a huge number. You pay that subscription rate, and you can just get online and read everything they've printed yeah. right on your computer. That's, do you guys do you guys have any um, experience with print to web? Mm, no. 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 Okay. Smaller venue. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Star Wars. I've actually got three questions. Okay. Okay. Like the first one is, what do you feel the pros and cons are of print versus web? Well, it's a pros, huge list. Pros are honestly like print. Print gives you like the, op the yeah. ability to just do the art and do the the writing and and let it let the printer handle I'm mean, yeah. sorry the publisher handle all the rest mm -hmm. of the stuff, and that is a beautiful beautiful thing. Um, if you uh, are if you don't have access to I don't know somebody who's you know an agent or a, a publisher who's already got your back you know for making your own property, going the web route is a great way just to put your stuff out there. Yeah. And test it out your product. Mm -hmm. that, that to me are the, the two biggest things. But if you go with an indie publisher, you are still going to have to do an awful lot of your own marketing. Mm -hmm. And at that point, it's, you know, they're going to take a cut 
is it worth what they're going to take, what they're going to save you doing in terms of the workload against you just controlling it all? Yeah. If, yeah. if you're going to have to do most of that anyway, you know, and you get a good printer, they'll work with you. You know, you just so, have to look really carefully at yeah. what the publisher is bringing to the table. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Second part of your question. Uh, second question is like for web comics, do you feel it's better to have hosted on a site that does post all kinds of web comics, or have your own personal website for it? Something like Smack TV versus like Goblins or Home Stuff. I honestly think that um, it depends on where you are in your social media presence. If you've yeah. got no presence out there whatsoever, honestly, go with the community. Mm -hmm. It really gives you an advantage in bringing people's eyes to you. Um, if you start your own, um, if you start your own domain right off the bat, and you don't have any web presence whatsoever, then you're going to be doing a lot of work. Yeah. Just trying to get yeah. people to even find you yeah. online. It's, yeah. But there are ways to oh, do that. Uh, yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if you, start, I mean, basically, I have always started with owning the domain, and start with thirty comics, thirty pages, thirty strips, whatever, because that does two things. One. It means that anybody who comes there for the first time is going to spend a little while reading through. Mm -hmm. And hopefully you're going to hook them, they're going to come back when you start to release things on your schedule. And two, if you have 30, I think it's 30 pages, um, you can launch adverts with Project Wonderful, which means that you can exchange adverts as well. I mean, you can buy adverts anyway, but if you target your advert advertising to a webcomic, a group of webcomics that is a similar kind of vibe to yours, you're going to find that people will come across. Being yeah. part, if, yeah. if that has an open comment section on somebody else's, being a part of their community yeah. with a little tag and a link to your mm -hmm. comic will also bring people back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there are ways to do it. Yeah, and you get things like re uh, Reddit communities and Facebook groups mm -hmm. and things like that that are a good way to have your own domain so you have your specific space. Because um, you, you don't necessarily want to have somebody looking at your book and then seeing the competition and have the Wikipedia effect, you know. And yeah, I, I think I, there's... I'm kind of wary about it in, in the slightly more old school yellow pages yeah right? yeah that essentially you go to yellow pages for a plumber and there's 180 yeah. of them on one page yeah. you know and if you're the best plumber you're still in the middle of all those other plumbers yeah, yeah. so you're alphabetical you can, you can and you're not go back back and forth yes. yeah yeah so i think yeah branching the two together yeah if you figure it out a way i actually have uh i've had several web comics over the years and they've all had their own domains yeah so, but i've also tried out the um the communities and they were a great way to start that was the the beauty of it. yeah so it's a good way to network with other people yeah, too it's exactly. also a good way to test run yeah. uh so if you have something that you're not sure is a great idea but you want to see if people like it you can put it on there and people will comment and people will post and you yeah. can see your views and so if your comic you know every week gets 10 views uh, compared to the next comic you put up every week gets 150 views, you yeah. know that the first comic is probably limping in on the second <coughs> comic. Um, did you have a third part to a question? or? Okay, we actually have a question over here in the corner. Um, hi, so I went to college at a fine arts uh, program, which is unfortunate because I was trying to do comics and none of my professors had any idea anything <coughs> about the comic book industry. So literally on my senior exit interview, I said, well, I know nothing about publishing. 
and he goes, oh, well, you can just go and Xerox some stuff and leave them on the park bench somewhere. And I'm like, okay, that doesn't. Oh, man. Wow. The people at SCAD would have a nightmare over that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So, and like, you know, I hear a lot of things that you guys are saying, like, oh, once you get a publisher, once you get a publisher, how do I find a publisher? How would somebody find a publisher, like, you know, whether they have an online presence or not? Um, just how do you, like, break that ice, sort um, of, other than just going, like, hey, look at this? <laughs> there's, a, there's a couple different ways to, to go about this. Yeah. Um, one is you go. <laughs> You do your research. You find stuff that's out there that's similar to what you want to be uh, making yourself and find publishers that are making that stuff. Then go and research what exactly their submission guidelines are yep. and how they like to be approached. Different publishers mm -hmm. like to be approached in completely different ways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, there are publishers out there that have a submission process. There are people who, uh, there are publishers out there who like you to be at a convention and they approach you when you've hit a certain threshold yeah. of, yep. like, uh, I don't know, attention. Mm -hmm. um, so it totally depends on where you want to be published. There's, uh, there's actually uh, a lot of companies that are indie companies that do open submissions. And one of the ones that I recently um, <laughs> have been uh, pretty, pretty well up to date on is uh, Oni Press. Oni Press does cycled submissions, uh, which is every three or four months, what they'll do is they'll open submissions up for different things. They'll open it up for pencilers, they'll open it up for inkers, they'll open it up for writers, and they'll have you submit your pieces. Uh, and that's one of those things where if you go to their website and you look at their open submission page, they're very specific about things. They want very certain things. They're kind of, they're a little bit indie punk rock, they're a little bit... Um, uh, like liberal forward and the, and that's what they're looking for so if you have like if you have preacher don't pitch preacher to Oni press don't do it they're gonna right. tell you no and they're gonna laugh in your face yeah. because that's not what they told you to give them yeah. so you really need to look into who you're giving your comic book to so they don't look at you like you're crazy for being like like once again don't give preacher to a kids comic book yeah. company publisher just don't do it it's just not a good idea uh, so you really need to know your audience for that and you also need to know the publisher's audience that you're going to. It's very, very important to stick in your comfort zone and have your comfort zone match the comfort zone of the person you're asking to publish your work. The most important thing to remember about submitting anything is the submission editor who is gonna be wading through everything that comes in is not looking to publish your work. Mm -hmm. They are looking for a reason to reject it. They have all the work they need, they have more than enough. So they are looking for reasons to reject it. So whatever they tell you to do, do that. Save the creativity for the page. Follow their instructions step by step because you, you don't want to give them an excuse to reject you. It's got to be perfect. On the other side of this now, um, I've built enough of a following and enough attention online that I'm actually having the publishers come to me. Yeah, and that's a, um, that's a good place to be. Yeah, yeah. so it's, it's, it's one of those things be. where like it, it cuts out all that hassle of trying to uh, figure out where you fit in. They're finding, you know, hey, this person does stuff that we like. Yeah. Can we get them to do something yeah. for us? Or can we get them to do their property for us? Yeah, and that's, that's the best way. The best way is to make a good book and make sure everyone sees it. Yep. As much as much saturation as you can possibly get. Yeah. Uh, back over here. Uh, kind of on that thing, like there, there are publishing companies for like that'll take you like any publishing and do the print publishing. But how do you feel about web comic like communities, like communities that have like the, they take in different they they'll publish your or publish your comic on their site and like link to it and 
but you have to like submit to them and become a part of their community. How do you feel about those, like the advantages, disadvantages of them? They're they're good. I mean, in the respect that like they're they're almost like a publisher in the respect that they're they're saying, okay, well, we want a certain quality yeah. of work um, before you're uh, associated with us. So they're they're lending themselves to the the same sort of uh, thing that a publisher does um, in in making quality product and associating their name with quality. So becoming a part of that sort of a group does lend you a bit of credibility. Um, credibility, exactly. So it's a wonderful thing if you can if you can become a part of it and if you want to go that route. Uh, we have time for one more question right here in Plaid Shirt. Okay. Um, so you're going from the webcomic to printing and you're going through a self-publishing route. What kind of cost do you expect to pay for doing that? And also, how That's long does the process yeah. cost? I mean, how long does the process take? The cost is going to depend on everything from the size of the page to the amount of issues to the amount of pages, whether you have color, the paper stock, yeah. where the printer is, you can get really great prices from Chinese printer, mm -hmm. but you're not going to get that next week. Yeah, yeah, because they got to ship it. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. like on a container ship across the world on a boat. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and that's a and long time. And you're gonna pay yeah. for that too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's fuel, and fuel is expensive. We all know so that. We it, go to gas pumps. It's how long is a piece of string? Yeah. So it depends on what you're trying to make. Uh, if you're if you're asking about how long it can take you to uh, to publish a book yourself. Um, it, it can take anywhere, I, w I would honestly say it would take anywhere from possibly a month just working back and forth with a printer trying to get them to tell you what sort of formats you need and things like that. And it could be, honestly, it could actually be less than that. I was going to say, it could be It could be 300 bucks in control P. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, exactly. If <laughs> yeah, you, you know, get a decent printer. The, if you go the Kinko's route, yeah. you can yeah. do it tomorrow if yeah. you have yeah. it all formatted. And, and if you're you a print nerd, like, that's not a bad way to do it. That's really ingenuitive, you know? Yeah, yeah, and if you're going um, the the like the the publishing route like through like an overseas printer that can take more months. Yeah. If you're going the publishing route through a publisher, that can take a lot longer yeah. too because they they have a lot of things that they're trying to schedule along the way too, and and there's a lot of a lot more bureaucracy yeah. in the middle. Of and it. you're probably gonna be one of their smaller orders. Yeah, and and you have to basically you have to you have to set up analysis for yourself. You have to think about what your time frame is and what you want to do. So you have to do your research. So you have to figure yeah. out what's the time frame I want, what's the amount of money I want to spend, and what do I want to get out of it. So it's really oh, the, uh, it's based on yeah. what you want. Yeah. The other uh, part of the question was how long would it take with a publisher? That depends on a publisher's schedule. Yeah. They, they are going to put you in where they want to put you in, and they're going to time it for their needs. Yeah. And whether your book is done. Yeah. 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 <laughs> like they're not. They're probably not going to put a new book out in front of sex criminals. Like they're just not going to do that. Yeah. Like Matt Fraction takes priority yeah. over you. So. Uh, and they're going to send it back to you to, for edits and stuff. Yeah. Too and Hundreds of times, maybe. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, I think that about wraps it up for our web into print panel. You guys, um, enjoy yourselves. Yeah, yeah. 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 Thank Learned you. a lot of things. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, if you would like to hear this panel again, um, the, all the buttons we handed out to you, that's our podcast. You can go to our website, neighborhoodactivepodcast.com, um, or you can subscribe to us on iTunes or your podcast aggregator of choice. Um, it is an explicit podcast. Obviously, this episode is not, um, but it, it'll be up momentarily there. Thank yeah. you guys. Thank you guys so much. So Chris, much. Dale, thank you. Thanks.
Thank you guys for coming to listen.